Today's episode is sponsored by Sandra A. Sigvison, the author of The Irishman's Promise, out now in ebook and coming soon to audio. I've made a life changing decision. Escaping my hectic world in LA and a marriage proposal was reckless. However, I do have a plan. I've put my journalism career on hiatus and have decided to go on an open-ended trip to Ireland to recalibrate. This was meant to be a temporary situation, until I began matching wits with an abrasive man who reveled in goading me. I enjoyed and hated it with equal measure. Although he tested my resolve to be indifferent, our sexual tension was painfully evident. I continued to resist in vain, until I realized his actions and words were defense mechanisms, not meant to dissuade me from falling for him. Instead, it is a dark shadow, a closely held secret which holds him hostage and prevents him from being the lover I need him to be. June is audiobook month. Join Viviana, the Enchantress of Books, and the Audiobook Lovin' series as she celebrates the authors and narrators who bring your favorite stories to life. Not only will this month be packed with exciting guest podcasts full of all things books, but stick around after each episode for some special information about this year's giveaway and more. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 9, Episode 23 of this year's Audiobook Loving Series. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with narrator Troy Duran. Thank you, Troy, for coming back to the uh, podcast and chatting with me. Viviana, Enchantress <laughs> of Book. I can't believe you've been doing this that long. Yeah, I know. Sometimes, like, neither can I. But it's been fun, yeah. and I love it. And yeah, nine years for this lo- month-long series. So, oh, um, man, I should be interviewing you. One day, I mean, nine, nine years. So let's see. You've been at you've been at this since like 2014? 2015, yeah, more or less. Yeah. Holy cow! That's I mean the the thing is like audiobooks have changed so much uh-huh. in in these last nine years. It's crazy, and you've been here for all of it. You've seen it all. You've seen it all go down. Yeah, like it's it's a it was a small thing when you started and now it's just exploding everybody's listening to audiobooks now yeah no it was definitely it was funny we kind of look at it as it being a small thing but it really wasn't it was more or less very quiet right we didn't yeah. have these yeah. um shows like podcasts or um or social medias you guys were always as narrators behind the curtain you know never right. coming out of the right. woodworks of sorts and yeah, fully it's funny, that I, you happened, know, you know yeah i noticed that uh you know when you like now you see so many uh, narrators online sharing, you know, sharing their process. One of my, like, I'm a huge fan of uh, Angelina Rocca. Yes. Because she's, well, number, I mean, she's beautiful and she's got this amazing voice, but like she, and I don't know how she does it because I, I can't, I can't get through like three sentences of my audiobook before screaming out the F word because I screwed up again. But like, she's so good at reading her her book and then when she gets to a part where she's like okay i didn't like that line or i I messed up i messed messed it up she'll stop down and then she'll look down at her phone and she'll go oh hey denise how's your you know how's your daughter she feeling better now yeah okay 
yeah, no. And then she like, and she, she has these conversations with all mm-hmm. these people and then she'll pick it up again. And then she'll, you know, she'll get, go through, you know, her book. And that is, that's what today's narrator is all about. You know, we're, we have to be out there with our fans to, you know, share our experience and, you know, the days of, and, you know, I, I've never met Sebastian York, but I mean, he's kind of like the, uh, the example of what the narrator, you know, the narrator was like back then. It's like, you, you had no idea what he looked like. Mm-hmm. You never saw him on, on social media or anything. You just heard him. And people were like, oh, my God, I love this. You know, I love this narrator. I don't know what he looks like. I'm imagining him in my in my head. Um, but like it's evolved from the Sebastian Yorks of the world to the Angelina Rockas. Yeah. And now, like, you know, narrators, I think, in, in my opinion, like really good narrators are accessible to their fans. Yeah, I think that there is... Um like an old guard which would be sebastian york for an example and a handful of other ones and then the new guard which are you know the angela angelina kind of things and it's really interesting how social media has kind of fit into all this i think that there's there's so much going on and there's so many narrators if every single one of the narrators was online doing things like how you do it or she does it or some of the others do it we would never listen to the audiobooks <laughs> that you guys were recording because if all of you guys were on social, I yeah. think having um, the ones that are doing it and have the capacity and the ability to do it is great. There's so many awesome mm-hmm. narrators that are not on social for a variety of different reasons, including anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, as someone that does it and manages for others, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I mean, and that's, that's pretty much why, like, I wish I would do more like Angelina does, because, you know, I think it's, I think it's really cool. I, I, when I'm scrolling through, through TikTok, and I find her, I'll just like, I'll stop in and just watch her because she's so cool. Um, And I, and, and she's, you know, she's told me, you should do more of that, Troy, we would love to see you. And I'm like, I don't, I just don't have time. Like, I'm always, I'm, I'm always behind on on my stuff. And then of course you have to ask permission of your authors, you know, Hey, can I, you know, can I live stream, you know, reading this? And I forget like, I'll, and I'll be reading something. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, Oh, you know, it'd be really cool if I could do this online. And then I realize, shit, I need to ask permission. Am I allowed to say shit on? Yes. It is an 18 plus fucking podcast. So you can do it all. <laughs> okay, good. So I, uh, so I say to myself, darn, I, um, I, I, I wish I would have asked permission to read this because this would be a fun thing to do right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, well, so I, a, I, a I feel like I need more for that. that would be potentially adding it to a part of your contract for w- the ones that you work with, at least independently with, because I know contracts oh. vary depending on the production company um, or publishers. You're pretty smart about that stuff. You should, you should maybe think about doing that, doing this kind of thing, Viviana. I do work with authors and now narrators as well, as far as their marketing and business strategies and stuff like that. I know. I was just being dumb. That's kind of where I was going with that. It's like you you do a lot of stuff. Um, and a lot of stuff that, that people might not recognize. You know, you're not just a pretty face on Aww. podcast. You, you, do, you do a lot of like business stuff and make a lot of business things happen behind the scenes that I don't think a lot of your... Uh, podcast listeners recognize 
No, I, I'm, I like to stay behind the curtains in a lot of cases, because for me, it's all about you guys shiny. So I have, I, it's almost like a kind of equated to like a, a Broadway show of sorts or, you know, a talent show. Um, I'm going to help you get dressed. I'm going to make sure you're makeup some point. I help you rehearse your lines. I do all that fun stuff. And I stay behind the curtain and make sure that you shine and, you know, redo the lines with you afterwards. If you think, or we, you know, thought that maybe we could do a little bit better on this the next for the next show. And mm -hmm. I stay behind the curtain. I'm not about the in public accolades. I know, unfortunately there are some that are like, I, I helped make that happen. I'm like, fantastic. Great. Good for you. Mm -hmm. But I'm more like, I much rather have the love and adoration and appreciation from those individuals. And if they want to do it publicly afterwards, great, that's on them. But I don't need it that way. Uh, from a business perspective, I do need to get better at marketing myself. <laughs> I'm great at marketing you all, but I need to get better at marketing myself and my services, um, which I'm working on. <laughs> it's like the uh, the mechanics car is the one that's always broken down. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we spend so much time focused on everybody else's cars. And, and that's okay. And that's fine. I just think that I need to get an, an updated model so it doesn't break up so much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's it's you know great to have you back last year you did and you shared your top five reasons why you love being an audiobook narrator and so I wanted to make sure that I got a chance to talk to you one-on-one -on, -one oh. on the show um to kind of have everybody else fall in love with you the way that the rest of us have and as oh. well as your work yeah, because you've been you've been crazy busy. So I like tried having you on the regular podcast, but you know, schedules don't align. Then you're traveling oh, to know. all these awesome places, and it's almost like you're trying to hint at me wanting to be with you on on the travels because you will book us every single day. <laughs> I know, I know, and you know what? And that was like a total accident. No, <laughs> um, this so this trip here. I think I think you and I had scheduled this, and it was before. I realized that we were taking this trip uh -huh. and this one. Yeah. This one came up, came up a little bit last minute that we had to do, Yeah, but. Um, Which is know, hilarious. So, as I'm seeing you post on social media, I'm like, yep. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Yeah. It's great. We're doing, we're doing big things. So I think, well, by the time this airs, yeah. I will have hit five, uh, 500 audiobooks. So I, yes. I would have made, made it over 500 audiobooks. And you know that we do like, so last year we did the month of 400 and the year before we did the month of 300. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what we're, uh, what we're here for right now is we're gearing up to uh, plan out the month of 500, which is going to be, I mean, we, so June being audiobook month, I don't, I don't want to like piggyback on, on June to, I don't want to take any, uh, any of the uh, attention away from audiobook month. So we figured that July would be a great time to do the month of 500. It's a great extension too, though. Like keep the party going. Also, honestly, mm -hmm. what a way to celebrate. So for those that may not know about this, we'll get to know more with Troy in a little bit. But he does these huge, huge, awesome virtual parties of sorts with celebrations every time that he's hit a milestone. And as he shared, he's done, you know, the 400 and stuff like that. And while Audible... And it's thanks to the pre-orders says that you have the 500. Uh, I know it's coming out soon. So congratulations on 500 titles. That's a huge uh -oh. milestone. It, 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 I, I don't even know. It's like, you know, we were talking about doing this for such a long time. I think my first audiobook came out in 2012. And it's, I mean, it seems like, like last week, you know, and all of a sudden it's just like, you know, I blinked and 
here we are at 500 audiobooks. I remember I went to APAC back when I had, I think I had like 15 or 16 audiobooks done. And I remember meeting a guy on the train to, it was in New York. Uh, and I met this guy on, uh, on the train on the way to our hotel. And he strikes up a conversation. He says, uh, you know, what are you here for? And I said, oh, I'm here for a conference. And he said, oh, is it uh, APAC? And I said, uh, yeah, it is. And he goes, you, so you're an audiobook narrator. I said, yeah. And uh, he said, I am too. He, you know, he said, how many, how many titles do you have? And I, I said, I think I have like, you know, 15, maybe 20 by the, you know, by the time the month is over. And he goes, oh, that's really awesome. Congratulations. I said, so how many do you have? And he said, 300. And like when he <laughs> said that, I was like, oh, my God, how could you read 300 audiobooks? And so, I mean, it just seemed like such an unattainable goal to, you know, to do 300 audiobooks. So it's it's a little surreal to think that mm -hmm. I've got 500 titles done. And like, I, you know, I, I don't ex I don't see I don't see myself slowing down much. No, on the contrary, you ramped up. Because yeah. it's, it, you know, as readers, you know, especially eyeball readers, we're used to authors either produce, you know, publishing a book once a year, maybe two books a mm -hmm. year, so on and so forth. There's some that do it once a month and we're like going, what are you on? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you getting your collective energy and, and ideas from? But that, yeah. that, that volume kind of ebbs and flows depending on the, on the author from a narrative perspective, because it takes, you know, average two hours of your time to record that one hour that we get yeah. as a final product and mm -hmm. books are now what eight nine hours on the short yeah. end in some cases yeah that's a lot of hours that you're in that booth yeah we just did uh you know uh you know caroline uh caroline peckham and suzanne valenti mm -hmm. yep so the last book in their uh zodiac academy ruthless boys of the zodiac is 29 hours that's i mean it, that's a long book yeah. yeah we were talking about angelina she just and so angelina is she just finished her uh, her part and we're we're like in mastering right now but that was a long book yeah they're making it worth the money well there it's that and sometimes stories i mean in some cases there are some books that could potentially have been great as a novella and the others that you're going, no, 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 no. Where's the rest of it? Authors will sometimes right. divide right. it into part one, part two, part three, and so on and so forth. But man, when there's good meat there, you just want the whole plate right then and there. You know, you don't, you want it all. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Warrior Faye. That was, I mean, that's the, there was a, there was a big delay in, in releasing that one. Cause I mean, I, I recorded my part back in November of 21, it was, there was, there was a lot of, a lot of stuff that happened between uh, then and now. And the original narrator wasn't able to finish hers. You know, finally, uh, Caroline and Suzanne said, Hey, we need to, you know, we need to cast somebody for this book. And so obviously Angelina was the best, you know, the best of all the candidates that we, that we auditioned. So yeah, you were talking about how you're like, you know, itching to get the, the get the whole story. You wouldn't believe how many people came to me saying, Troy, when is Warrior Fate coming out? And I'm like, I don't know. I just did the reading somewhere out there, but I'm not sure. And so finally, when I was finally able to say, yes, we're finishing Warrior Fate and it's going to be, you know, by by this date, it, it actually might be out, out and uh, on sale by the time this airs. You wouldn't believe like so many people have been just 
starving for this book. Well, we, we we love a series. We love the characters. We love the author. And then we fall in love with the narrators. And it's like, we just want them more. And there's so mm-hmm. many things that we're not, that the readers and the listeners may not be aware of from a process perspective of things that happen behind that curtain mm-hmm. that can take longer or sometimes forever or seems for us. I mean, like, heck, two days seems like forever when we really want a story. So... It happens. It, there's just a lot of stuff that can potentially go awry or just waiting yeah. because even if everything goes perfect for the publisher, whether it's ACX or others to actually upload files and get it out to the world might be a, yeah. uh, an issue. So it's like yeah. too many variables, too many variables. Yeah, it, there, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, I know the conversation keeps coming up a bit about like why some of them are so expensive and why aren't or an author will try to do the first book in a series in audio, but trying to figure out if it's the return on investment is there and the listeners want it. But then they're like, oh, I'll wait until book two comes out. And I'm like, listen, buy book one now, please. So mm-hmm. she can then afford yeah. to do book two. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. That's I think that's the hard thing. I don't I don't envy authors because mm-hmm. it is it's a whole new thing. And if you're if you're an author, you have to you have to take it on faith in you know as you you know as you as you start uh, releasing these audiobooks because it's it's just like uh, as as an author, you know, you started out, you couldn't get arrested. But then, you know, then when when more people started discovering your book and words words started spreading, then you know it started, uh, you know, you started making more money. Well, the same thing goes for audiobooks. You know, it takes it takes forever. You can't get arrested, you know, with your first audiobook. But then, like one person discovers it, and then another one discovers it, and then if you come out with the next audiobook, then it just starts to gain momentum. But it takes a while before you start seeing that return. So, yeah, I think that's probably the thing. Yeah, the best thing a, a fan can do if you find an audiobook that you that you love is like spread the word, leave a review. Um, you know, if mm-hmm. a second book comes out, snap it up so that that way it's it's just like you know you're kind of watering you're watering the plant. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you're that, making that everything author. move forward too. Yep. Yeah, and authors, you know, they just want to know. You know, do you like do you like my stuff? And when they get that, you know, when you when you leave a good review or you you share that, you know, that you found a book that you love uh, and then when you buy their second book, I mean, these authors are just they're over the moon and, you know, it makes them giddy just because they just want to make you smile. Yeah. Or cry or masturbate. Yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) I think they want it all. (laughs) Or or all three or all three at the same time. Well, yeah. Hey, sometimes if you're doing yeah. it right, you never know. <laughs> if you're doing it right, you're smiling, crying, and masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> In the car, on the way to work, maybe on the bus. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah see, that's also where the arresting part happens. Not in the good way and not in the good kinds. Uh, but <laughs> it's almost yeah, like there. they should be a warning on top of the whole, you know, trigger warnings. Like, please be aware yeah. of where you're listening to this book, please. Like, publicly, maybe not such a great idea. There are some authors. There, there are some authors who are so good that you, you're not gonna apologize to anybody. You don't give a shit. You're gonna, you're gonna smile. You're gonna laugh, cry, and masturbate on, you know, at your, at your desk. I'm talking about you, JT Geisinger. JT Geisinger can, can like make us do anything she wants. She's like our, she's our, our, our puppet master, queen elf. Mm-hmm. Well, when the authors can provide and allow us to 
feel those emotions via the words. And then the narrator is added to it. And now we're listening to those emotions in our earbuds. It's a lot. Yeah. I think it's a lot. Authors thrive on bringing some of that emotion to us via their stories. And there are some mm -hmm. authors out there that love to make us cry. And per they do it on purpose. They're like, mm -hmm. and they revel in it. In fact, some of them have mugs with that, you know, make tears yeah. of my readers. <laughs> yeah, they, they kill your favorite characters and they put them through hell. And Yeah. Yeah. From it's a PNR perspective, as someone that loves PNR, you can kill the main, the, the main character off and I'm going, okay, so how are you bringing them back? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's extra cruel because they may or may not. Yes. You're, you're sitting there in limbo. Yes, yes. That's where hopefully, you know, I can send them a DM saying, so about this character situation. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why you that's why you became a an influencer, didn't isn't it? So you yes. could like you could you could make them you could write for me, author, dance. Well, yeah. Funny enough, I am not one of those fans. I don't go goo gaga over yeah. authors and I don't fangirl through yes, as traditional fangirls do. I, I've never been that girl that cries at concerts either. So yeah hitting me emotionally is a feat in itself i think the first time i ever cried and while reading a book was sasha summers is uh, one of her books and mm. she and i were friends and i'm going bitch she's like what what happened <laughs> i'm like you oh my god i mean it went through a whole spiel um and she's like viviana what is going on I'm like bitch you made me cry and she's like yes <laughs> she reveled in it i like she did the happy yeah. dance and everything so but I, I think it's just one of those that uh, as authors, that's kind of like what you, they want to do is provide us with that emotional moment, whether good or bad, um, yeah. and with the hope. And some of them are diabolical about it and uh, have that wicked evil laugh as they're doing it. Others are just hoping that it hits the right mark. And when it does, it's a sweet spot. And sweet even when spot. they are being diabolical, it's still a sweet spot. <laughs> Yeah. I love, I mean, honestly, you know, authors, they're just, they're magical creatures. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. And the narrators too, you guys doing the work to bring this into our earbuds. And I always kind of say that you guys bring the stories to life in your performance. You've been doing this, as you said uh, before, and I think your first published book was in 2013. Mm -hmm. How'd you get started in audiobooks? Because, you know, that's not one of those like, hey, I want to grow up. I want to be an audiobook narrator. That's not part I, of the conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. As, as I was growing up, I knew I wanted to be a, a radio star. Mm -hmm. Like I want, I wanted to be on the radio and then I got into radio and it, you know, it doesn't pay very well. And like, I, you know, I, I did like everything I could do in radio and, you know, cocaine and, and groupies and, and, uh, traveling and, and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, it, it just, I realized it's not that I want to be a star. It's that I want to express myself. And um, I always loved to read. And so I thought, oh, this would be the best job in the world is to, uh, you know, to, to read and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I had searched around for a good bit of time trying to figure it out, um, like how to read audiobooks, But um you know, back when I was first started trying, you know, back in the in the mid to late 90s, if you didn't live in Los Angeles or San Francisco or Chicago or New York or L.A., you weren't going to be an audiobook narrator because they, you know, they all were, you know, they were in the major studios. Um, so when, uh, you know, when when ACX first came out, 
that would kind of like put uh, audiobook narrators and authors together. Um, that was that was it. Yeah, that's you know I I kind of I found my happy spot, and I mean I would have you know I'll say this now because I don't I, I don't have to, but like back then I I would have just read audiobooks for free. You know, just because it was so much fun for me, and it, it still is. But uh, I'm not going to tell anybody that I'll do that. I'll do it for free. <laughs> no, there's so. bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I love I love whiskey, and apparently whiskey costs money. So the good kind but, does. <laughs> so I have to charge. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, that's you know, it, it really is. It's the dream job for me. I I love it. I mean, I've been I've been making funny voices ever since I was a little kid. I mean, all of my pets always had their own voices and um, all of my teachers had their own voices. And, you know, uh, you know, all the, the kids that I went to school with, I, I did voices for them as well. So it really was kind of a natural progression. Yeah, they don't do that, at, at, you know, when, when it comes down to jobs and careers, those conversations doesn't happen in high school about all these potential stuff out there including especially in the creative arts side of things it's always doctors lawyers teachers which are great careers and we we need them and we have them but man if they could have if if i was in high school and they would have told me i could have gotten paid to do book covers or heck be the photographer of the of for the cover you know for the covers of these books or editing books and and anything to do with, with this side of the world I probably would have, you know, I would have jumped into it and, and gotten started a lot sooner than what I did. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's, so I'm, I'm glad that we're having these kind of conversations now where people can tell their their kids and if teachers are not even starting to sh share this information with their, their students because not everybody is meant to do a four-year university degree. So I, do you still get that whole um, when friends and family members or people find out about the what you do as a living and the, the different voices, do you get that question of like, hey, say this in so-and-so voice or so-and-so tones? Uh, sometimes, but yeah. uh, my family, you know, my family knows not to ask me to say anything like mm -hmm. what I would say in an audio book because, <laughs> you know, Aunt Gladys doesn't want to hear me say, hey, baby, take this. <laughs> yeah. I don't even I don't want to say, want to say it to you. Gladys and we're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. kind of like every everybody knows that I do something, but it, you know, it's it's we don't we don't talk about what what dad does. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, the funniest thing though is I would have not ever even thought to go into that type of conversation as far as what can you read for me of sorts. It's just that whole like doing things with an accent or, or always like we're always dying for those things and loving on. Yeah, that sometimes and... you do. Yeah, sometimes you do. And I'm like, you know, you wouldn't ask that of a proctologist or a gynecologist, <laughs> you know. Hey, show me what you do. Come here, honey. Come here. Dr. Dr. Plaster is going to going to show you some of his work. Oh, no, you don't God. do that. So. Correct. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. There's always that one friend that tries to be funny, though. And I'm like, nope, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I or, or I'll ask for a 20. I'll say, all right, give me give me some money and I'll and I'll say whatever you want. <laughs> but that's not an open invitation, listeners. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that would be a great idea, wouldn't it? Like maybe. Yeah, maybe I should like hang out my shingle and say, I'll say whatever you want for 20 bucks. Well, hold on. Hold on. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. business aspect of things here. You can sell audio clips and do personalized messages and yeah. have and uh, along along with your merch, with your t-shirts, which are fantastic, and you know the other merch that you have and stickers. But um, yeah. have that be more than twenty bucks, though. Okay, know your worth. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can be you can be my agent. Yes. <laughs> what um? So have do you? I need to get you a shirt, don't I? Yeah, I need to buy. Yeah, it's one of those things where I saw this shirt and I'm like, now that's how you do energy. <laughs> yeah, you want you need a you need a good girl shirt. All right. I'm sorry, a what one shirt? A, a good girl shirt. Yeah, people are gonna grab that clip right there. Minus <laughs> the shirt part. <laughs> yeah. What is it about that line that gets listeners and readers all like, oh my god? Uh, and mind you, that's inclusive of myself. So shut. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, like, you know, at a signing or something, somebody yeah. would say, hey, say, uh, say good girl in my phone. And, and so I do, I, you know, I, you're a good girl. Yeah. But now we're going to be able to um, buy those little sound clips here and there Yeah, and soon enough soon, I hope. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are always a good thing. I, I, we love it when we can kind of get those little more personalized messages or those moments where we need a little bit of a hype or if we're having a shitty night night and then we're starting the day off shitty but having that little oh, feel like, yeah. all right time to get up girl let's go move it get out of bed time to conquer the world yeah that would be a great idea to uh like it would be neat to and and it would it would feel nice to to know like you know if i could do like motivational things yeah you know absolutely like, like you said like when you need a little hype yeah you know, yeah you know that you're having a shitty day. You can say, you know, this this will get better. Mm -hmm. We'll yeah. do it. Yeah, totally. With all my yeah, with all that free time I've got on my hands. <laughs> no, I'm sure <laughs> Denise, your assistant, is looking at you, going, "Stop!" and <laughs> and also adding it to her list to figure out how that schedule looks like to get this stuff done for you. <laughs> yeah, I love your assistant, Denise. Yeah, he's great. Everybody does. I mean, Denise is just. Like she's, I, she's got her own fan base mm -hmm. of people who are just like, and, and that includes my wife. I think yeah. uh, like they've got a, uh, what's the, what's the uh, female version of the bromance? Oh, uh, I think just, just, you know, girlfriend. I think that's really what it is when you're friends and it's not really that whole like BFF moment, but still like everything jives together. Like, yeah, it's my girlfriend. Yeah. That's good though. Yeah. And I, and I think it's an excellent example of what an assistant should be as well as someone to to help not only do the job as far as making sure that you work, but she's been not behind the curtain, but in front of the curtain, but still representing you and your brand. And it's been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I couldn't I couldn't ask for a better representative of me to the world than Denise. You know, she's uh, she's as friendly like you know, as friendly as, as you've seen her, that mm -hmm. really is the way. I mean, she's just a genuinely nice, good person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, she's fantastic. I was lucky enough to meet her finally in person in one of these uh, book signings that you've been mm -hmm. going to more and more frequently. And so it was great to get my hug from her. It was nice to see you too. It's right. It's all about her. Don't worry about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I, that's, and that's usually the way it works out. Yes. <laughs> and also your like, wife was there. So oh I was like god, going. Was just the, the most amazing. And she's so cool. And oh my God, she's so pretty. And oh, it's nice to meet you too, Troy. But Denise, <laughs> oh my God. I was going Google over your wife. 
<laughs> as yeah. well so yeah, it was she, great to to finally meet her and because i met her at allure and we got to hang out a little bit when we were there but it was allure was so short and a lot quicker it was like a quickie of sorts yeah. and didn't yeah. get a whole chance to sit down and chat but when we went to this other convention uh reader state denver we got to actually sit down mm -hmm. and talk and just there was it's a longer event so it was it was fun to just go i adore you Troy's okay but i adore you <laughs> I get that a lot too. And that's, I think that may be the secret of my success. It's just Maybe. like, myself with, <laughs> yeah, with, uh, with amazing people. Uh, yeah. I think when you surround yourself with people that are supportive and are ensuring that you, that you are still looking good and that you're being well representative is great. But also from a, from a myself perspective, when I see that you have that team inclusive of a wife that is supportive of you and loves on you and, and, can turn around and tell me, you know, he's really just a normal Joe and pain in the butt. And there's, it, and I go, no, I know their flaws. I know their flaws because we're all human. But it's just uh, still being able to see that uh, glow in her eyes after all this time with you and seeing everyone else go goo goo ga go over you. She's like, I know he's mine. I love that. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. We we really are one of those one of those couples that are like, oh my god, get a room, you two. Yes, yes, they are. But in a loving and adorable way. <laughs> yeah, we do. We, I mean, we. Uh, it's, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything is better when, when we're together. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think that's pretty much the the best way I can sum it up. Is like we love hanging out. We like she works half the time from home, and uh, we never get tired of each other. Like we we love to eat breakfast together. We love to eat lunch together. We love to eat dinner together. We go. I you know when I go to Home Depot. Half the time she'll say, can I come along? And I say, yeah, absolutely. Let's go. And we do, you know, we'll go do boring, really boring stuff together, but it's, it's a blast. But that's when it's not boring anymore. That's, I think I, I've learned with relationships yeah. when you get to go with others that you love and a significant other that will help you figure yeah. out one or two things or just help you decide between the green one or the white gutter extension as to <laughs> which one yeah, would be exactly. better. <laughs> exactly. My brain is fried and I don't want to think about it. <laughs> what did i say you said that uh like the last time we did something together like my three favorite things about being an audiobook narrator i don't remember what i said oh yeah you did five i think oh. one of them was um being able to work from home and not really have you know pants on and i think that's a common oh. one for narrators <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not and i've got i've kind of gotten used to that so like oftentimes i'll just not wear pants <laughs> Denise, <laughs> yeah, Denise is very, she, she doesn't approve of that at all. No. I am. No pan. Yeah. What are the other ones? I think it's just that you did share about, you know, still telling the stories and being able to be part of that. So, mm -hmm. yep. I will definitely um, include that in our show notes to, for those that may not have had a chance to listen to that yet to yeah. people to listen to it. Cause it was a fun Little yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested. No, those are still my favorite things. Yeah, well, that's the other. It's interesting. I've when I've had you guys on the show before, whether it's part of the series or the actual podcast, and you've done one of those uh, before. I will. I'll wait a year or two, and then I'll have you back on, and say, "So, hey, you, you know, what are now your top five? And some, most of the time, I want to say they're still the exact same, maybe in a different capacity because you know times have changed there's been more books things like that but there's always one or two that change but the one that kind of recently has come up a lot is meeting the fans yeah being able to connect with the fans and the listeners and uh and that's always one that's always fun 
that is one of the things that I love so much. Uh, I, that, that I, the first thing I thought about was I had not been to either many or any conferences since then that has become a favorite of mine. Meeting people at, uh, at these book conferences is the best. And I, I want to, I want to do more of that. Yeah, I, I think that it's when these have, and the events have gotten smarter, I think, in starting to include you guys as narrators as part of the events. I know that they're still trying to figure out how to go about working everything to be seamless, where it's because all this time, all these years since book conventions have started, it's always been about the author. I wish there was a, a an event that would be specific to audiobooks, like an audiobook conference would be the best yes it would I, yeah, I, and i think I listeners are starting to want that <laughs> yeah i think that uh, not just where the where the narrator is a, a second iteration but where authors and narrators are together yes. with the fans you know i think mm -hmm. that would be the coolest conference i wish there was one out there like that I know we did a lore, which is very similar to that, but there's no more allures happening as far as that organization and that team working on it. And so right now there's this gap and, and you're right. Everything as of right now has been, the authors have this space and the narrators have this space. And I'm like, it'd be great to have you all together and yeah. readers and listeners that are starting to now attend these events more and more seeing the benefit of having the narrators there are definitely itching for an event where the spotlight is on the narrators just as much as it is on the authors. And there's this loveliness of working together to bring the yeah. story to life. And it, it, it's much needed. I think it'll be very yeah. fun. And, uh, and I know that the line and the tickets will be sold out rather quickly. So at, <laughs> how many uh, on? You know, at, the, <laughs> at wild and windy, I, it was really cool. So wild and windy is in Chicago mm -hmm. and, um, that was like, that was where I was the last time we were supposed to do our our mm -hmm. interview. But anyway, one of the cool things was like, I went there, I, I was a signing narrator, but they they took the narrators and they put them at, a, at an after dark event. Mm -hmm. And so it was just authors during the day signing. So I was just kind of wandering around the uh, the day signing and looking for for authors that I had worked with. And I met Cassandra Robbins, and it was so cool. I mean, if you know Cassandra Robbins, she's like a supermodel, gorgeous person. And she, uh, so I saw her, I went, Cassandra. And she hops up and she gave me a big hug. And she goes, hey, um, would you sign this book uh, for me? And I said, yeah, sure. And so I sat down and I signed a book and then started coming, asking for us both to sign the books. I, I must have stayed there for like 45 minutes just signing with Cassandra. And that was a blast. That was like the funnest thing. I think it'd be really neat to have like a, you know, a signing event where you get to, you get to hang out with the author and their narrator at the time. That would be fantastic. And that's also a conversation that was happening with when I was working with Readers Take Denver about how to in ensuring that you guys were part of the entire event versus almost like a spotlight feature of sorts that you would in a yeah. magazine. It's still being worked on these conventions that are currently happening and how to navigate those waters and have everybody happy from the attending authors to the attending readers and listeners and things right. like that. It, it would be fantastic to have an event where, again, the focus is on the audiobook and the audiobook listeners. I yeah. think sometimes we get, I don't want to say the word shafted, but as listeners, we sometimes have to wait 
a for the book the audiobook to come out at all mm-hmm. eyeball readers get it first usually same thing with like the arcs the arcs for if you're on a book review team those usually get out handed first even merchandise i mean that's why i created the boutique chances yeah. of books because there wasn't any merchandise out there that said one more chapter with headphones <laughs> everything was always right. eyeball reading and to be able to have something where the listeners are also the top priority would be fantastic yeah, exactly it will happen we'll have one one day well you'll, yeah, you'll see. I, so. I bet you i bet you it'll be in the next year so oh yeah the way things are going as listeners we're suckers for accents what's your favorite to perform my favorite i think uh russian has got to be best best one best one for sure it's good it's good Okay. It's my favorite. Definitely, I think Russian. Um, usually people would just say like, oh, British is my favorite. But I think now, especially with the darker romances being more popular, a lot of the listeners are going, no, no, that Russian accent is kind of sexy. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me that Bratva accent. You were telling us before, too, that um, you love a good story. And that's one of the reasons why you started looking into becoming a narrator. When it comes to romance, what's your favorite type of scene to narrate? My favorite type of scene to narrate would be, well, there's there's always a scene in the book that will choke me up, and those are those are my favorites because they're the most challenging. Because like if they if they make you cry, you it's it's uh, you know how you like ugly crying is is. Is the thing like when you see people cry in the movies, you don't see them ugly cry. You see them cry like, you know, uh, a, a more romantic way. Well, that's the same thing when you're narrating an audiobook. You when you're actually getting choked up and reading a reading a scene, that sounds stupid. It's like it sounds it sounds dumb. And like, you know, with when you're like snorting snot and uh <laughs> Uh, just sounding like an idiot. Um, So the challenge is to like convey that emotion without sounding like you're ugly crying. uh, I think that's the, uh, so there's that scene. And then like um, the, and and the sex scenes are, are fun as well. Not just because they're fun, but because um, you, you, I mean, you need to, you need to figure out, like what it is about the sex that's really that's really sexy and say it in a way that that you're conveying the sexiness of it you know so if they're going at it hard you need to figure out how to how to describe that scene in a way that that like distills the essence of of you know of that you know, do you know what I mean? I don't know if it's. I, I don't know if I'm. I'm explaining myself very well. You are. But, no, I. Um, I think it's a. It's a great example because there's emotions when you're when you're being intimate, even if it's the I just want to fuck you up against the wall moment. That's still an emotion, right? And there's still something right, going on right. behind that that action. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if you're if you're talking about like you know when when he spanks her in the ass. Uh, or on the ass, because if it was in the ass, that would be <laughs> all together, like you know, and that that requires a different kind of emotion uh, in a uh, you know. But anyway, yeah. So if if he spanks her on the ass, you have to read it in a way that's like super hot, and she's and the reader or the listener is like hearing it going, 
fuck yeah, I want somebody to spank me. Uh, mm -hmm. As opposed to like describing the scene where you can imagine the girl going, hey, the fuck that hurt. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not in the mood anymore. So yeah, that, I think that's, that's the, the long answer to the short yeah. question. Tell us before you go, what you're currently working on and what's um, coming up next for you. Liars Like Us it, by J.T. Geisinger. That, uh, mm -hmm. that book has just come out and it's on fire. And Audio Sorceress, which is Marnie Young's company, she is producing it. And I got to play the, uh, uh, the main character. Nice. And, uh, the, main, the main male character. Obviously, the main, the main, main character is the, uh, is the woman. But, mm -hmm. um, but I got to participate in that. I don't know when it's going to be released, but it'll be sometime, uh, sometime in the next month or so. And that's, that's just going to be uh, just huge. I, I mean, everything, if, if, if JT Geisinger wrote a grocery list, I would, I'd be happy to read it because she's such a great writer. And, uh, so that's what we, uh, that's what we just wrote, just what we, uh, uh, wrapped up recording, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of magic that has to happen between mm -hmm. when I, you know, when I did it and, uh, when it's uh, ready for prime time. And then as far as uh, as what's next, it's all about the month of 500 for us. I mean, we're, um, you know, we're, we're like working as we speak on figuring out what kind of prizes we're going to uh, give away every week and uh, what kind of fun contesting we're going to do uh, to uh, to win those prizes. Because if you remember last year, I had a whole bunch of uh, uh, fans write some uh little short stories for mm -hmm. me to uh, for me to read and then uh everybody voted them you know voted for them to you know to to be uh uh winners of the weekly prizes and then at the end of the thing we gave you know we we had jt geisinger and julie huss or j.a huss uh pick the the grand prize winner so now we so we need to figure out how do we top that? You know, how do we top love in Vegas? Um, and uh, that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to do with the month of 500. Perfect. It's a great way to celebrate and continue the audiobook month for June and jump right into the month of 500 with you. So it's fantastic. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I really, uh, I love it. And then, you know, like dark star romance is my company. Mm -hmm. And, um, we're uh, we're just we're busy cranking out uh, cranking out great uh, great audiobooks. I keep seeing them on my feed, Dark Star, Dark Star. I'm like, ah, look at Tread go. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast. It's so much fun. I, I really I feel lucky. Mm -hmm. You know this uh, this is just a a great time for me. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's been so much fun seeing it and just kind of watching it all happen. It's been like, yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I I uh, yeah I love doing it. It's a, it's a good time. Well, thank you for being part of this year's audiobook loving series. And everyone, thanks for hanging out with us today. And we hope you've enjoyed this interview as well as the chat and the series. Make sure to follow Troy on social media. He's going to be doing a bunch of fun stuff um, and always sharing what's coming up next. So for sure, for the July celebration for the month of 500 and all that information will be included over at the main landing page for this episode at Viviana Enchantress of Books. And until next time, happy listenings. 
A special thank you to authors DJ Krimmer, Tana Stone, Landon Beach, PJ Fiala, and all of our sponsors of the Audiobook Lovin' 2023 series. Visit today's episode post to listen to sound clips of some of the books we discussed and enter the month-long giveaway. If you enjoyed the Audiobook Lovin' podcast series and you want more, join the Audiobook Lovin' podcast Patreon for early access to podcasts, exclusive content like the Would You Rather game and dinner party guests, and additional incentives such as bloopers, graphics, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobooklovin'. Thank you for joining Viviana and her guests for this podcast, and we hope you tune in again as we continue to celebrate Audiobook Month. The Audiobook Lovin' series is hosted by Viviana, the Enchantress of Books. Please make sure to visit the main page linked within the post to learn more about the entire Audiobook Lovin' series and the enchanting author and narrator guests who have joined us over the years. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review wherever you listened. And please follow us on social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana the Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you have enjoyed this program.